Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Buff Nation. Let's go. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Illegal Pete's. Check out any of their 10 Colorado locations for happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. every single day. My name is Jake Schwan. It's RK sitting next to me. Ryan, are you ready to to play hard and then, or I guess work hard, then play hard is what I meant to say. That's a story of my life, Jake. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Uh, that's exactly what we're doing on the show today. So, All right. Uh, All right. It's right up your alley. Uh, we're going to start off hot with some recruiting news. Four-star edge, Logan Thomas. Another Logan Thomas, by the way. He spells his name L-O-G-H-A-N, though. Ooh. So do not get confused. Uh, from Katy, Texas, goes to Peyto High School. How do you spell that? P-A-E-T-O-W. P-A-E-T-O-W? Yes. I think that's... Patow? Patow. Patow? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to get us in trouble here. (laughs) Pato. Patow. Pato. I think you got it first, though. Okay. (laughs) He is the 206th player overall uh, in this upcoming class, according to 247 Sports Composite. 17th edge... Um, he just listed a top 10, including Colorado. He is also uh, 6'3", 210. I think it's more news if someone doesn't include Colorado in their top 10 now. <laughs> you almost like have to do it, I think. Right, if you want to be relevant. Exactly. Which is great news for us. For sure. Um, but another edge who could make a big difference. They've been going after a lot of these guys. Not a two, uh, two-way player, though. Does that knock him down? No. No. We'll take we'll take a edge <laughs> edge specialists. Uh, we could use it for sure. Included in his top ten besides Colorado, Notre Dame, Georgia, Texas Tech, Arizona, Texas, USC, Texas A and M, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, and CU. All right, nice diverse conference list there. Mm-hmm. And he's all over the place. So we'll see. Uh, another n- guy that we need to talk about, Jordan Seaton. From St. John's Bosco, uh, or not St. John's Bosco. This is from Washington, D.C. at St. John's High School. Okay. Um, right. Interior offensive lineman, 6'5", 287, right? Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> uh, listed as the number one interior offensive lineman in this 2024 Six, class. 6'5", is probably the peak height for a guard, don't you think? Yeah, you're getting a little... Uh, I mean, at this point, 6'5", 287, he may be a candidate for tackle. Right, that's what I mean. But not in this system where they want their tackles right. at like 6'7 or above. Yes. <laughs> well, you need big guards to pull around, too, in uh, Sean Lewis's offense. Yep. 41st player in the nation. He will be visiting for the spring game, though. Love that. This list of spring game visits is out of control. So let's just say they land all of these big-time offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Do you think these got like... I've never gotten a uh, like top five offensive lineman in the country before. Yeah, actually, I think maybe no, like Ryan Miller, I think, who kind of ended up being a little bit of a bust. Mm-hmm. But like, do those guys are those guys just ready to roll, or do you have to develop them? <laughs> I do not know. Um, like, do you honestly. just plug in the number one offensive lineman in the in the country, and he's just instantly good? I, I wish I could tell you. Yeah, um, what was the guy's the name? Things we're gonna have to learn. Yes, the guy's name. Um, Brandon top, Baker. No, no, no. The, from last year's class, Caden Proctor. That oh, guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Went who went to Iowa? Bama. I think he or was committed to, to Iowa and then went to Bama. 
Okay. <laughs> well, if he's at Bama, then, I mean, who knows? I mean, he yeah, could, like, yeah. sit for two, three years. But if he went to Iowa... Like, Iowa has, like, hogs, bro. They do. And so I just don't know if, like, 18-year-old kids get on the field, like, if they're, like, physically ready to play offensive line in the Big Ten or, in this case, the Pac-12. That's what I want to know. We'll have to find out then. We'll, we're going to learn from experience. We will learn from experience. Um, I went and, like, looked up David Bakhtiari just to see how highly touted of a recruit he was. The not very highly touted. No, not at all. Yeah, he was brought. I thought he was brought in as a tight end, or that might have been Nate Solder who was brought in as a tight end, who was better than Bach anyway. Uh, it says OT for him. Okay, so Class he was. But he was tiny. Did you see the picture? Six four two sixty six. Yeah, <laughs> he was tiny compared to what he is now. And now he's huge. Um, then uh, yeah, and Solder came in as a tight end, and then eventually became a tackle, and obviously was he was actually incredible in college too. Yeah, he was a beast. Um, but we'll see. This is definitely a new new era of CU offensive line recruiting. Let's talk about a five-star player. Let's. Mr. Winston Watkins Jr., uh, our guy. Winnie. Yes. Winnie Watkins. I mean, what a name. Yep. Winnie Watkins Jr. And, that fires uh, me up just off his name. Yeah, and hopefully it's fitting when he comes to CU and that CU is a winning football team. Yeah, exactly. At a very high level in twenty. Anyone who's got win in their name can play for us. Anyways, uh, on three caught up with him. Winston Watt wins. <laughs> Winner. <laughs> um, and the on three caught up with him, kind of asked him about his recruitment and stuff. He had this quote: "As long as Dion is there, Colorado is where I am going." Amen. Yep. And he is not, he's the next class after this one, right? Yes, 25. Yep. Uh, Coach Prime, I believe, coached him. He's now ranked the number one player in Florida. Is he really? Yep. I didn't see that. Yep. Or number one wide receiver in Florida, one of the other. Um, I think I think he's number one player in Florida, number seven wide receiver in the country. I mean, he's a five-star player already. Yeah. And he's two years out. Uh, Coach he Prime coached him this, so. as... A youngster. I don't know if it's, or actually where he coached him back then, but um, now Cam Newton's wide receiver for his seven-on-seven seven team. Crazy, dude. Did you watch that video? Mm, I don't think so. Winston Watkins can play. So he said, blessed to be number one player in Florida, number seven player in the nation. Number seven player in the nation. Uh, need that number one player in the nation. And he he posted the rivals rankings. Oh, okay, two four seven sports composite has him at thirteenth overall, fourth wide receiver. So a top fifteen player, top thirteen player technically, but sheesh. I mean, already one of the best players in the class from Fort Myers, Coach Prime's hometown. Give we'll me those see. Florida boys. Can't have enough of them at this point in time. Moving on though. Uh, our guy, Adam Munster Tiger of 247 Sports, he caught up with Nate Frazier, who is from Modern Day High School in uh, California. We love Modern Day. Yes, sir. Um, and Nate Frazier actually visited Colorado for Junior Day. So he was a part of that Modern Day crop Modern that day came crew, in. Yeah. Uh, a couple quotes from Mr. Frazier. He said about Colorado they treat me like a priority, they said I am one of their top targets. On the offensive side of the ball, I have a great relationship with the coaches. Coach Sanders is a great person. Why not learn from the greatest cornerback to ever play the game? A lot of people um, calling Coach Prime by the wrong name. Well, Winston Watkins <laughs> called him Dion. He's calling him Coach Sanders. He actually called him Coach Dion. Coach Sanders had to be put in parentheses. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Coach Prime, my friends. I know. But they'll hey, learn. if you commit, we'll out. Yeah, they'll learn eventually. Um, I think he's a two-way player. It's hard to like find these high school stats at this point, though. I can tell you what he did on the offensive side of the ball, though. He caught 35 receptions, 619 yards, and 12 touchdowns last year as a sophomore. Also ran uh, for 317 yards and had two touchdowns with a long of 95 yards. So he's doing it all. He's doing it all. What position do they have him listed at? Athlete? He's listed as athlete on Max Preps, too. So I'm assuming wide receiver. The, the position is get him the ball. <laughs> yes. His defensive stats, he's got one interception, 
He only had 19 tackles last year, so it looks like primarily an offensive player, as he said. Um, he said when he went up to Colorado, the main thing that stood out to him was how organized it was. Sometimes you go on a visit, it, uh, go on a visit, and see some players treated like they are not a priority. Every single recruit they had there had a smile on their face because they were treated really well. Um, and this is from the junior day that he was at, where they had where a hundred kids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I so. love that man. I love that, and it's just another example of Coach Prime getting it. Mm -hmm. Like. I've heard stories like this where a kid says, yeah, you know, I went up there and they spent all the time talking to the five stars and I got 10 minutes to talk to the coach at the end of the, ver at the very end of the visit, like right before I boarded my flight, essentially. Yeah. And it just didn't feel I didn't feel wanted there. Mm -hmm. You're done. It's over if that happens. Like these visits are so important to getting these kids to commit because this is what their lasting memory is of the school. And whatever feeling they have the second they get in the car and start driving to the airport determines whether or not you're getting them or not. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Like, if they didn't feel the vibes, if they didn't feel like, wow, this could be home while they were there, you're not going to, like, flip them with a text or, or a phone call. Right. So for him to say that, and obviously he can't speak for everyone, but even just the fact that he said it, like, every kid had a smile on his face because they treated everyone like a priority is just aces. It just shows we're just coach prime is pressing all the right buttons. He gets, mm -hmm. he gets it on such a different level than we've been used to. For sure. Um, just going back to having a player say that about a junior day where, I mean, what was the number again? 80 plus players yeah. or something like that. It was crazy. Insane. Uh, according to 247 Sports Composite, Nate Frazier, 114th player overall in the 24 class, 11th overall athlete, listed at 5'11", 195. He has at least 21 offers. Alabama, Arizona State, Colorado, Nebraska, Oregon, Tennessee, Utah, USC, all included. Um, I've got some... Do you want to hear some of his track times? Yes, please. So... As a sophomore, he ran a 10.73 100-yard dash, wind-aided, it says, and a 22.09 200-meter dash. Wow. Also says wind-aided. <laughs> I love wind-aided. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. He is definitely in their plans on the offensive side of the ball. And we'll just see how this next year unfolds. Eric Wagner with a uh, pressing question here. Anyone notice that Coach Prime loves mug root beer? <laughs> Jake Arcade, do you guys prefer mug or bargs? I'm not a root beer guy. I'm an A&W guy. Ah, okay. The OG. Yeah. Like A&W, root beer float? Mm-hmm. Fuck me up. Uh, Barks? Is that how you say it? Yeah, I think so. That's the one that my uh, grandma had, so that's the one that's closest to my you heart. You don't so. like root beer, though? Not a root beer fan. What kind of soda do you like? I'm just an OG Coke guy. I mean, man. that's going to be the best, but then what about like oh, your I auxiliary? Oh, I Mountain Dew. Love <laughs> You're it. You're such a Mountain Dew guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like your shirt tells me that you crush Mountain Dew. <laughs> I mean, I just, I guess I fit the bill. I like play video games and do all that stuff. <laughs> play video games and listen to metal. You guaranteed drink Mountain Dew. Yep. <laughs> I fit the stereotype, bro. What can I say? I, I go cream soda over, cream uh, good. over root beer. Yes. I love a good cream soda, but I also like root beer. I really don't drink soda, so when I do, it's like a, it's like a special experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, energy drinks too. <laughs> I'm me. also like one of the rare people that like you know when you go to a restaurant and they have like the natural brand ones. I actually like those. Like, like Allie hates them. Like generic like soda? Is that what you're talking about? It's like a soda, but it'll be like, like, like I think one of them's called like Boylan's or something like. It's like a nat it's like an all natural soda. What the heck? I've never heard of that in my life. You know what I'm talking about? All Kayla? natural soda? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Like Jones. Oh, Jones? okay. Yes. Jones yes, sodas, I do. I think, it's not I think like it's the boilets, name brand. Yeah. It's like a slightly like off. Mm, those like, are good though. They're yeah, made I like with those. like cane sugar. Like They're RC like Cola? Really good. Is that what we're no, talking about? No, that's like that's like store brand knockoff. Okay, this you're is talking like, like fancier like Whole food style. So oh, yeah. Okay. Whole food. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> They're in like Torchy's Tacos. Has yeah. These. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see. And like, I'm always like, oh, I, I, I like these. 
My uh, guy Gabe's in the chat exposing my uh, drink of choice throughout college. Bod come out and do. Oh, <laughs> no way. Crushed that, bro. Damn. I actually, Dude, I'm not sorry. That, not that I'm in... Uh, underage drinking is bad, right? <laughs> yes, I, uh, of course. I, <laughs> I would never do that. Um, I burnt out on vodka in high school. Like I was already just done. Vodka, Crazy. just uh, Faderade. Yep. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> that was big. Uh, I have I've never turned back since. That like, was I can't a, do vodka. <laughs> it was a pretty scarring moment once you had your first taste of Faderade. <laughs> it's like wow, <laughs> that slaps you in the face. <laughs> it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> we started the play section of this podcast early. Yeah, sorry. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> it was a good uh, question. I don't know how to transfer or transition into this, but let's talk about nil hey. because. Uh, the Maybe Coach Prem can get an NIL deal with Mug. There you go. Uh, the House is going to hold a hearing on NIL rights under the new NCAA president at the end of the month. Uh, I believe it's on March 29th. The House Energy and Commerce Committee uh, plans to host a hearing to discuss NIL and the rights of college athletes. NCAA Board Chair Linda Livingston told member schools early, earlier this year that they hope to ask Congress for a new law that would make it clear that college athletes aren't employees of their schools and create a national standard for NIL rules and protect the organization from retroactive lawsuits. Uh, Nick Saban has been on this pretty heavily over the last year. He even had a quote just a few days ago saying that he prefers the quote-unquote NFL model and not this new NIL model. The quote specifically says, if we want to change the model of college football and follow the NFL model, what I would like to see, if that's the case, is that we pay the players. Everybody's got a part of their scholarship that gives them so much money, but now you're talking about making college student-athletes employees, and that in and of itself may have some issues that would have to be resolved. So you're talking about a similar model to the NFL where you've got to get some sort of legal right to be able to do this. Can you explain to me exactly what he means by that? Like, um, what is the NFL model? So aren't the players employees in the NFL? Yes. Yeah, so he kind of expanded here. He said, I'm happy that the players sort of have the opportunity to use their name, image, and likeness to make money for themselves. I think that's great. But I always thought that you went to college to try and create value for your future in terms of doing well academically, being a good person, and trying to develop a career as a player. I don't like the trend towards how much money can I make while I'm in college how much of a distraction is that to your ability to stay focused on the things you need to do to create value for your future? So, yeah, I think it gets into, like, union talk and stuff like that mm. is where uh, this hearing is kind of directed about because, I mean, going back to, who is it, Penn State and, like, Northwestern that started that initially? Northwestern, yeah. My uh, my middle school quarterback, Kane Coulter, was uh, at the forefront of it. Oh, really? Yep crazy yeah it was it is crazy um so that's what the house is trying to have this hearing on to try and make these laws and rules more clear um i guess so that the schools know whether or not they're going to be technically employing these players or not i mean i don't know about this specific proposal but we certainly need more regulation around nil because it is, they essentially turned on the faucet and then just like turned their back. Yeah. And we're just like, all right, go ahead, you know, have at it. And what I'm most worried about is protecting the players against false promises. Um, because the dark truth of college football and college athletics recruiting is a, it's just a competition of who can lie to these players the best mm -hmm. um, and they make all these promises and they do this and they, you know, coach prime says they don't sell. It's like everyone else is selling something and I'm going to give you playing time and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And now you've added in this whole other thing, which is I'm going to give you $13 million to come here. And where I think it's dangerous is like, then these kids think, okay, well I'm going to be able to do this for my family and this for my friends and this, that, the other thing. And then they get there and whatever reason that money's not there and you know now they've made these false promises because of false promises that were made to them their family might be in a predicament maybe they bought a car because they thought this mm -hmm. money and i just i don't like that so i want there to be rules in place that just limit what you can and can't do and you should be able to like 
it's we're halfway in between where it used to be all the money was being given under the table. Now it's like kind of out there, but there's no like it's it's still being done via handshakes. Like maybe there needs to be contracts involved if mm-hmm. you're going to say, "Hey, we're going to give you this much money to come here." And then you really are just going into NFL free agency. Yep. Uh and that's dangerous as well. So I when this first started, I thought what was going to happen is these kids are going to be able to do commercials. They're going to be able to do social media marketing. They're going to be able to sell their jerseys. They're going to be able to make money off the video games. That was all great. I never expected, and maybe I should have, it just to be raw cash for coming to play under the guise of a collective, which was obviously a workaround that allowed teams to get a a head start, and now they're just throwing these ridiculous numbers at kids. I think we need to get rid of that Mm -hmm. and go back to, yes, you can profit off of your name, image, and likeness, just not straight pay for play. Even, you know, like maybe we just need to get rid of the collectives um, because that's what's creating all this noise and and drama. Um, I read a separate article earlier in the week. Maybe it was end of last week. um, But Coach Saban was talking about that, how the collectives are actually kind of a big issue with this because what it's turned into, and I'm just paraphrasing the quote, but he was talking about how what's happening right now is basically coach will like accept an opportunity to speak somewhere and in return they'll like flush the collective with cash and that's how like things so are being dirty. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, and that's, I mean, Coach Saban is one of, used to be the most popular college football coach in college football. Um, and I'm sure he's got so many opportunities like that where people and companies are like, hey, if you come speak here, we'll give you, I don't know, $500,000 to your collective right. or whatever. And it's just turned into a mess. Another reason why it's turned into a mess, though, is because of realignment. I mean, the NCAA has no power now. So there's no like governing body for all these conferences. Um, they're going with a new president here shortly, which is what this uh, House hearing is going to be about or who is going to be involved. There's just a lot that needs to go into this because, as you said, they really just turned on the NIL faucet and then turned their backs. And, like, this is the only place in the world where millions of dollars are being... Maybe not the only place in the world. I'll probably get crushed for saying that. (laughs) One of the only places in the world where millions of dollars are being exchanged and the government doesn't, like, have their hand on it. Right. You know? And so Mm -hmm. that's why this is going to happen is, like, money doesn't change hands like this without regulations. Uh, in normal life other than, you know, underground. So mm-hmm. if this is going to be out in the open and we're going to be hearing about $13 million deals offered to quarterbacks, there needs to be some sort of rules in place. Uh, and and I don't, I don't want to take money out of these kids' hands. Yeah. Like, I'm for them getting paid. I really am. But like I said earlier, these kids are being put in bad situations because they're being lied to and there's nothing to hold anyone to any standard that they have to follow through on this stuff. Uh, college football is just, it's kind of out of control right now. I mean, we have this media deal coming down supposedly in the next few weeks. We have this hearing that's going to happen at the end of the month here. There's a lot changing. Um, we'll see how it all unfolds. We're at 79 likes. Let's try and get to 200 today. I don't think, have we gotten to 200 we've during the show a, this week? I think we've been on a little bit of a cold streak on 200s. Well, let's try and get that up today. Bronco signed Samaj P. Ryan. Interesting. Yeah. We don't have to. Touch I'll take on that. that, though. Excited. Um, we will touch on Run Your Pool, though, because the madness is coming. And we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to give you a chance to compete in a bracket challenge against everyone here at DMVR. Did you sign up yet, Ryan? I am signed up. I don't fill out my bracket until like Wednesday night at midnight. Okay. Fair Just- enough. Like I was telling Henry on the bu- on the uh, Buff sh- Bronco show today, um, he was like, "Oh yeah, I just fill out my bracket right after Selection Sunday," and I'm like, "One of those play-in teams is gonna make a run, and you don't even know which ones are advancing yet." Mm-hmm. I got to see all the play-in games. I want to know who played well in those, who got a little bit of momentum going. Maybe they hit a buzzer beater or whatever. So, there you go. It all um, counts. You guys can also check out the the Denver Sports Podcast in the feed. Uh, just below this show, we had our guy Will Darkey on there talking with Justin Michael, uh, Adam Mares, and Dev from DMVR Nuggets. They broke down the whole bracket. Um, but back to run your pool. We are giving away cash prizes for this year's tournament. First place, you can get $300 cash prize and a $75 DMVR locker gift card. 
Second place, $150 cash prize. And third place, $50. All that. And it's free to play. Deadline to fill out your bracket is before the first game of the first round. So that's uh, the 16th at 10.15 a.m. is the tip-off. Head on over to play.runyourpool.com slash DMVR. And don't forget to get your picks in when the bracket is live. The link is in the show description. Shout out to those guys. And shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck brews here at DMVR. We have the Avalanche Amber Ale right in front of us. Uh, we also have everything that you could want from Breckenridge Brewery here at the DMVR bar. My favorite, the Mountain Beach Sour, uh, Strawberry Sky. And we will have all the news on all the new Breck beers that come out throughout the year. You can head over to their beer locator at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck brew near you. Shout out to those guys. We love Breckenridge Brewery. I don't know why this is coming up two days in a row in the comments, but yes, Allie and I are together and have been <laughs> for six and a half years. Thanks for setting the Not record straight. Not breaking news. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of breaking news. Yes. Not really breaking news, actually. But mm-hmm. do you know what school has their spring game at the exact same hmm. time as Colorado? Nebraska, potentially? Nope. Bigger. Alabama? Alabama. Really? Exact same time. University of Colorado spring game on ESPN Maine. Universe, Al- University of Alabama spring game, ESPN Plus. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. What world are we living in? <laughs> we talked about this yesterday, but I feel like we could just talk about it again today because it is honestly incredible that this is happening. Yes. Everything about it is incredible. Um, the fact that Colorado is the only school in the country with their spring game on ESPN main channel. Um, the fact that there's been 35,000 tickets sold to a game that hasn't had 30,000 people combined in the last seven years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wish I could try to explain to you guys what it's like to go to a spring game in past years. It, it was like, I don't even know, like going to like your little cousin's soccer game. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like you walk in, some people like have like a, like a little picnic set up and, you know, you're walking around. You can sit anywhere you want. It is unbelievable that this is how different things are going to be this year. There's going to be more like high-level recruits in the building than there are going to be than there were people at any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, the list of people visiting may be higher rated than the players that we see on the field in the spring game. It's yeah. going to be insane. Uh, we'll compile a whole list of those guys as we get closer. And, of course, spring practices start on Sunday. I'll be there. You going? Yeah. All right. I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll see you there maybe then. Um, all right. Let's talk. Uh, it's time to play, Ryan. All right. Kale. The graphic <laughs> that has torn apart the DNVR family. Yes. Um this was your idea, so go ahead and lead us in. Um, so, yeah, this is a classic meme here. We modified it to be the Pac-12 version. Pick three of these Pac-12 animal mascots. The rest are coming to kill you. Starting from the top, 50 Huskies. Not wolves. Not wolves. There's no team named the wolves in the Pac-12. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, I thought it was straightforward with the Pac-12 logo there. I know, but, but then I realized like we're, we're blasting this out to all DNVR followers, yep. and not everyone knows the Pac-12 mascots. True. We want to know your answer in the comments as we go through this. Yes, let us know. Also, if you are listening to this podcast um, in audio format, just uh, go find this meme at underscore, or DNVR underscore buffs on Twitter and let us know what you're picking. 2,857.14 ducks. Don't ask us on the math. <laughs> or do we want to explain the, the math? The math is exact. <laughs> it is exact. The original version of this meme had 10,000 rats, mm-hmm. um, which makes my skin crawl just thinking about it. <laughs> um, and so we, deci- we determined that we would take the weight of those rats and convert it to ducks. Yes, and ducks weigh approximately three times more than a single rat. Yes, so we, we got a go. lot of ducks, but there's a lot of debate upon what ducks can do in this conversation. Obviously, on, a, on the ground, they're pretty useless. Mm-hmm. They can essentially peck. Yep. But as a flying and diving type mm-hmm. of animal, could do some damage. The only airborne or uh, air and land animal in this 
situation. Yes. So they have an angle. 200 beavers is the next one. Two bears, not Bruins, to clarify, by yes, the way. Yes, bears, which are grizzly bears. Yes. We determined that the cow golden bear is a grizzly bear. Uh, 12 cougars, five buffaloes, and 100 wildcats. Pick three, Ryan. Who are you going with? Okay, I've put so much thought into this. <laughs> uh, more thought than I would really like to admit. But in the end, Jake, I think I landed here. Buffs, five buffs. You're the most powerful of, of the group. Um, obviously, the grizzly bear is probably the most dangerous. Mm -hmm. But the buffaloes are certainly the most powerful. Uh, and are going to do a lot of damage just by, like, trampling beavers and other things that are on the ground. Yes. Um, so I'm going with five buffs, 100 wildcats, and I want the ducks. Because now that I think about this, my biggest opponent here is going to be the grizzly bears. Well, I have essentially 3,000 combined ducks and wildcats. I'm sending a massive fleet. Right at the Grizzlies off the jump. <laughs> and, like, there's just hundreds of ducks just dive-bombing these Grizzlies. At the very least, they're getting them on the ground. Like, one duck, sure, does no damage to a Grizzly. Right. 500 dive-bomb one Grizzly at the same time? Yes. It's going down. And then the Wildcats are coming in on the ground to just scratch them up, especially going for the face and the eyes. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we can take care of the Grizzlies in the first minutes of the fight. And now I'm down to huskies, which, I mean, the buffaloes are taking out the huskies. Easy money. So easily. Um, beavers, again, they're not doing much to us. Probably going to just send the wildcats that are left over from the bear fight off to the beavers. Uh, cougars are going to be a, a tough challenge for us. I think we're probably just going to have to employ the bear strategy on the cougars and mm. we're just sending ducks just dive bomb. dive bombing ducks mm -hmm. uh and then that's it and that's that's all we have so like i don't i think i think we're safe i'm safe after this fight i love your thought process i'm along the same lines but different i go the five buffaloes you have to take the five buffs I think yep. we are in agreement that this is the most OP animal that you could get, especially five of them. Well, there's just very few animals who can take down buffaloes. Mm -hmm. One of them, a pack of five, assuming that you can get them to work together, I think they're, they're OP for sure. Yes, and I'm going with the flying V formation with my buffaloes too, by the way. Tactical uh, stampede. Yep, exactly. Um, so yeah, five 2,000-pound buffaloes. Give me the bears, too. I will take the two bears. The buffaloes, with five of them, probably the most overpowered group that we have. But the two bears are probably the two... As you broke it down. They're probably the hardest to kill. Easily the most dangerous. Um, I mean, essentially, they can kill everything here but the buffalo with one swipe of the hand. This, the buffalo, they're still taking it down. Yes. Uh, in one-on-one -on -one battle. Right. But that grizzly bear is a menace. Mm-hmm. And then I'm taking the ducks also. Strength in numbers and the aerial assault capability. Yep. I mean, you mentioned the dive bombs. All you need is one well-placed dive bomb, though. Someone's out there confused about the game. The game is, it says on there, pick three to join your team. The other four are coming to kill you. Do you survive? And the answer is ducks, bears, buffs. Sorry, Ryan. So I just worry about uh, you, you're, be, you're, you're letting a lot of like numbers come at you. I am. I mean, you're having to deal with 150 wildcats and huskies. Mm -hmm. The bear, I, I feel like the bear gets surrounded by, you know, 20 huskies and 10 wildcats and might be in trouble. To your point, though. The bear, man. All it's got to do is just start know, swiping and just going hard. You have two of them. Maybe if you can get them to work in conjunction with the flying V buffalo formation. That's true. Like trailing, you know, tailing that formation right. while the ducks are just beaming down from above. Yeah. Um, do you have an alternate strategy you'd like to throw out, though? I, man, <laughs> I don't really know if I do. I guess you could go 
No, you have to have the ducks. I think the ducks are actually the most OP thing mm -hmm. of everything in the world that you believe that they can kamikaze. Yes. They can dive bomb. If they can, then I don't think you can win the battle without them. I mean, if you have a, a marine battle, too, with some water nearby, you got to take the ducks also, right? There's no water. We've already determined okay, this so no is water. an open field, uh, such as, like, just, it's just in the plains. To that point, then, I'd like to offer you an alternative strategy okay. that I've also pitched to you guys. We're taking the ducks. We've agreed. Most OP. Yes. But what if I added the cougars and the wildcats there? I used the ducks to kind of block out the sun. Get a little darkness on the field. You guys are crazy. And then I've got the night vision of the cats to just stalk and kill. Just you know, you won't see it coming. It you could be one cougar. It could be five wildcats. Combination of the both. You're you're overestimating the intelligence of ducks. <laughs> they are not going to be able to band together. If I can get my buffaloes in a flying V formation, I should be able to get my ducks to blot out the sun. We've seen that buffaloes can be trained. <laughs> True. Yes. We've never seen ducks be trained to block out the sun. What if they're on my team and I can teach them how to do it, though? This is a pretty unique situation. This is. What if I get the best group of ducks the world has ever seen? I mean, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> I think the ducks... I think, like... Everything is is essentially wired to to kill. Like they know that survival and killing the opponents is the only way they're getting it. So like, I think the ducks are able to figure out their best attack is flying and diving. Mm -hmm. Who is the worst animal in this, huskies. and why is it the huskies? Yes, the huskies. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. The beavers are really slow. Um, and they have no water, which is their natural place where they'd be the most effective. And no forest, they, by the way. <laughs> they do have a crazy bite strength. Yes. And so if they're able to get, like, let's say you get the beavers to surround one buffalo, mm -hmm. they might be able to, like, take out its Achilles. Right. And then it's just done. Yep. So it, it's all about the beavers being able to uh, essentially get in their attack, which I just think they're going to have the most trouble doing. The huskies... They just don't have much going for them. Nope. They don't have size. They don't really have speed. Um, they're faster than some of the animals here. But even like their bite is just not that good of a weapon in this fight. Right. And compared to a wolf, a husky is much smaller. Much, much smaller. I mean, my two bears probably just knock out all 50 huskies. No contest. Probably pretty easily. Now, right. you could probably make the... Like that they surround it and they're nipping at its tail. But... They don't have a finishing move on the bear. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like at least the wildcats have a finishing move on the bear, which is claw to the eye. Yes, and sharper teeth probably too. Yep. Um, the wildcats were an underrated pick though in the office. The one hundred wildcats got a lot of my, pick. I have them on my roster. They are uh, probably the controversial one because they don't have much size they're either. The, but they're the quickest. Right, but I just feel like my bears would just, again, just go to town, man. I mean, I've got a hundred of these. I could put ten of these on one bear and probably get its eyes. Do you think ten's enough to kill a bear, though? They're like 30 pounds each. You don't even really have to kill it. You just have to get it down. And the buffaloes come through trampling. That's true, right. <laughs> just get them on the ground. <laughs> um, the cougars are underrated, too, though. I think uh, if I had to sub out... Something for the bears, I'd take the cougars. The 12 cougars are pretty vicious. Cougars, and as many people have pointed out in the comments and pointed out in our conversations in the office, the cougar might be the smartest and most clever of all of these. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to have some things up their sleeve. Right. They'll be able to stalk. Yep. They can. I feel like they'd be able to work together in a group, too. Like the yep. 12 of them are probably as united as any other yep. group of animals. Have you ever seen when they do that thing where they're trying to scare someone? They, like, throw their paws up? Yeah. It's going to scare away some some of these. Like, huskies are out. Second oh, they see for that. sure. Yeah. They don't want anything to do with the cougars at all. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go. We just broke it all down. And the comments loved every second of it. Oh, everyone they, in the comments, <laughs> full approval rating of that segment. Yeah, everyone loved that. Can't wait to see the comments. They really wanted the us to discuss the football games that have been happening recently. Ah, yes, of course. All and of all the realignment news that's been coming out <laughs> this week. Yes. We haven't covered that ever. <laughs> um, there you go. 
Find that meme on DMVR underscore buffs on Twitter. We want um, your your take on Twitter too. Yes, we'd love your full explanation also, and why your group of three is the best group of three. All right, we survived that. We'll see what the comments say after uh, we're done today. <laughs> Probably gonna hate it, but it's all right. Shout out to Illegal Pete's our presenting Sometimes sponsor. Sometimes we gotta do a segment for us. Of course, and we'll have many more this <laughs> off season. Yes. I promise. Uh, shout out to our presenting sponsor, Illegal Pete's. For the month of March, Illegal Pete's is donating. One dollar from every vodka pre fresh press sold to Youth on Record. Uh, Denver's Youth on Record is a program that uh, helps raise money for the future of mus musicians, young musicians in Colorado. Stop by one of their 10 Colorado locations. Order yourself a Tito's Fresh Press and know that your money is going to support Colorado's next big star. Shout out to Legal Pete's. And then shout out Bacchus and Shanker, who have been helping out Colorado families for more than 25 years. Uh, maybe you find yourself in the middle of a field, uh, in the middle of a fight between some crazy guy and three groups of animals going against the other four. Yes. And if you end up hurt, yeah, you I just mean, slam two, 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 two to get the back of some It's going to be tough to sue animals, but back and Shaker can do it. Well, maybe you could sue the guy who chose the three that maybe oh, attacked you or something. True, you know? true, true. <laughs> um, best part about Bax and Shanker. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They have won over $1 billion for their clients and are serving families all over Colorado. They can help you in cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrians, and trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. Again, 222-2222. Vel's got it in the comments right there. Call today to find out if you have a case for free. Box and Shanker wins. And then finally, shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We have the buffs in the NIT tonight. I don't know the line. Four-point faves. Four-point faves against Seton Hall then. Yep. How do I you like feel? It. I like it. The buffs are playing their best ball of the season. They. Uh, we'll see if Cage is able to play. I don't think he is, but... Um, I mean, the way Hammond's been playing yeah. lately has been... He's going ham. He has been going ham. Uh, Tristan, another week recovered from that ankle injury, too. So They're going to win. They're going to win, and I think they cover. Uh, interesting thing about this NIT. If So where the bracket is, the Buffs for like the next game. So if the Buffs win, they'd either play New Mexico or UVU. I went to New Mexico. My mom works at UVU in Utah. Oh, wow. Interesting. How about that, huh? And it would be at the pit, right? Uh, there, was a, there was a whole controversy about this. Yeah, they mixed up the seedings. Yeah, well, first of all, <laughs> we were having a conversation last week about whether we were even eligible to make the I NIT. Know. And essentially, we, we were. We knew we were. But I was like, yeah, it doesn't sound like... We looked at the latest NIT bracketology. Buffs weren't in it. Yeah. Then the first thing I see is we're a two seed. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, I know a couple teams opted out of playing, but I was like, I thought that would get us in the tournament, not up to a two seed. Then I think it was Pat Rooney who put it out like, the NCAA fucked up. The Buffs are actually a three seed. Yes. <laughs> They're still taking on Seton Hall at home, but New Mexico is the two seed, and they would host the second round matchup. Well, not only did the NCAA fuck up CU seeding, they fucked up every two and three seed in this tournament. It was flipped for every single one. Man, that's a crazy thing for like the most premier and prestigious tournament to exactly. have such a big screw up. Yes, and maybe the Buffs can get their first ever basketball national title. The uh, Buffs <laughs> once played in the CBI. Yes. And it was the worst basketball experience of my life. Who did they play? I think they played Seattle University. Mm, also a whack school. Are they red? Yes. Yep, that's who they played. And you know how when we watch film on prospects, mm -hmm. it's just their dad filming the game from the stands with right. like a camcorder from yeah. 2004? <laughs> That's what the game was. We had to stream it, and it was just like we were relying on some guy at the top of the bleachers to just pan back and forth, <laughs> and he would like get distracted and just not pan over for a whole possession. Mm -hmm. Do you even have a score graphic for that game? This was long before the score graphic oh. days. Oh, wow. But I've never been more miserable watching the Buffs lose in the first round of the CBI to Seattle. Anyways, you can watch the Buffs in the prestigious NIT tournament as they take on Seton Hall tonight. And you can bet on them at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code DMVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. 
See show notes for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Void in Ohio. Kel, can you screenshot DCB's comments? They're amazing. <laughs> Are um, we doing a sponsor yes. pick three? The rest Big, are coming after you. Yeah. <laughs> he said... Um, uh, Jive Hive, Breckenridge Brewery, and Illegal Pete's. <laughs> we are so dead if those are on our team because we're feasting on Illegal Pete's going into a... F- well, no. First, we're hitting up Jive Hive. Right. Then we're feasting on Illegal yes. Pete's going into a food coma. And then drinking Breckenridge Brews. We are not moving. We're done. Yep. We're just getting mauled by bears. Uh, is Bacchus and Shanker an unfair pick in that? Do you just automatically win because that's all they do is win? Bacchus and Shanker wins. I mean, that'd be my pick. That's true. <laughs> Um, what a show today. Question time. Charles Kelly with an odd take saying the NIT is a participation certificate in kids sports. Sorry. No way, Charles. The NIT is This is what peak. we, yeah, this, this is, is why we play the game. everyone aims for. Yeah. yeah. When you go to school for basketball, you're like, one day I hope to play in the NIT. Exactly. And we know everyone is going to be watching tonight at 9 p.m. as the this world, happens. The world's eyes. Cannot wait. Turn to Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Kale wishes that his, uh, Drake, uh, I don't know what your mascot is, Kale, but Drake Bulldogs. could get into the NIT. Yes. Yeah, that that NCAA tournament bid two out of three years is really rough. Yeah. Exactly. I feel bad for you, man. Yeah. Crazy. But they'll get it together. I bet. <laughs> I bet they'll get it together. Uh, first question today, Angela, Jake, and RK. Do you all think Coach Prime prefers the Pac-12 to do a deal with ESPN and ABC, with little to no streaming? Coach Prime is like mom and dads who watch cable. Yeah, I assume he wants. ESPN and ABC, I think that's what everyone would probably want if they had their choice. Um, I know the Big Ten just went to CBS, which is weird because mm. you know that music that you associate with the with SEC? The SEC? Yep. It's just going to be the Big Ten music. Yep. It's just going to be weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one would have been fine. Obviously, that's off the table. If we could get mostly ESPN, that's probably the best. Yeah. Um, any combination of ESPN, I think, with a streaming service is probably going to be your winning combination moving forward here. Yep. Who's next? Jay, he asks, have you looked back at your episodes right before and after Coach Prime's arrival? Priceless reactions from hope to disbelief to shock and joy felt like years ago. Many predictions were so right. Glad to hear that. I haven't gone back, though. Have you? I haven't gone back to the pre-Coach Prime shows. I've listened to the ones... Like the day of, mm-hmm. um, especially because we clipped that up a bunch yep. afterwards. But <clears throat> I'd love to go back to the first episode where I mentioned Coach Prime because I said then, like, people are telling me that this is legit. I just, mm-hmm. I, the word he used, disbelief, which that's what I had. Yep. I was like, people keep saying Coach Prime, Coach Prime, Coach Prime. I'm like, I hope you're right. Yep. I don't know. I, I was. I was certainly not as confident as some others. Uh, just going back to that time, I remember like when all the rumors rumors were coming out, and it was like a week or two of shows. We just didn't even talk about it because we were like, "This couldn't happen! Like, no way!" Mm-hmm. And then it just, as you said, more and more real. And then that show that Hank and I did, like right before, and then the show you and I did that uh, got clipped in the Buffs graphic and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. Right before everything, what a crazy time! So awesome. It's hard to remember even like what my mindset was about Colorado football. I, yeah, crazy. Tomorrow I'm going to the pro day where a lot of these players from last year are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Get to talk to them, and it's like the last time I talked to them, things <laughs> were so different. It's it reminds me a lot of when the Broncos had Peyton Manning as their, as their quarterback, and I would just wake up some mornings, and my first thought would be like. Peyton Manning's the Broncos quarterback. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about Coach Prime. I'll just wake up some mornings and be like, <laughs> they really let us get Coach Prime as our head coach. Yeah. Insane. Uh, Lamar with a question. RK, why are you dead set against the APAC idea? It seems promising, especially on the basketball side. Football has upside as well. I wouldn't say I'm dead set against it. It's just not my favorite because of the regional issues it causes. I mean, be a lot. the worst possible combination of conferences from a regional <laughs> standpoint that you can have the Atlantic conference and the Pacific conference. Um, so w- where I really have a hard time imagining is the cost of travel for women's basketball playing half of their games on the East coast mm-hmm. every year. Uh, but that being said, if they were able to negotiate a TV deal that just made it make sense, 
then sure, you make it make sense. I think, <clears throat> you know, Coach Prime going head-to-head in the conference with Florida State would be electric. Um, even just allowing him to have games in Florida to, to market mm-hmm. to recruits uh, would go a long ways. But so, yeah, I'm not, I'm not staunchly against it. Where I, I think where my negativity comes about it is from a logistical standpoint. It feels like a logistical nightmare. Yeah, it definitely would be. It'd be a lot of fun, though, on Saturdays and uh, during the season for basketball, too, man. Yep, for sure. I mean, the basketball would be awesome. And some of the football games would be amazing, too. And, like, mm-hmm. even just traveling across the country to go to some of those stadiums would be oh, sick. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it'd be hype to get another, like, national titer in the conference, though, like Clemson. <laughs> uh, Jays is asking, wondering if I'm single. Yes, I am single. He also wanted to know if we smoke. Uh, are we breaking that news here? <laughs> I mean, I, I, okay, for me, it's occasionally. I do, yes. Oh, there we go. Big fan of Jive Hive. <laughs> <laughs> so quiet. All right. Oh, we got <laughs> there you go. J- what uh, Jamal it? says, will the spring game reach 50,000 in attendance since ESPN is broadcasting sure. the game? Yes. Yep. I'm trying to get my parents to come down for that, too. Really? Yeah. I wonder. I mean, my parents are longtime season ticket holders. I haven't talked to them about it yet. I assume they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. We'll have a lot of people, I think, from this company and just all over the Denver area. Heading up for that game. Why not? Yep. Ten bucks, man. Connor Johnson will be happy to know that I'll definitely be picking some Pac-12 teams in my bracket. <laughs> there you go. And I'll probably also bet the over on Pac-12 wins at DraftKings Sportsbook. There you go. So look at me. Back in the pack. There you go. Back in the pack. Incredible stuff. Uh, what a show we had today. Some would say probably the best show we've ever done. Some would say. <laughs> Some would say, especially that second segment. Yes. Um, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Guest tomorrow? We do have a guest tomorrow. Keep an eye out on social because once we get full confirmation, mm-hmm. we'll start promoting it. Uh, guest Thursday also. Yes. And then we just got confirmation last night about an event we'll be doing next week. It's right? got a lot of promotion to do. Yeah, there is. All right. Appreciate you guys. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.